0: Welcome to the Armchair Strategists, where we meet around the coffee maker every morning and turn anything and everything into a business conversation. Here are the Armchair Strategists, Dr. Kent and Randy. It's a big one today. Folklore Thursday,
1: I know. Yeah. Well, it's also August 27. Yeah, three cubed. Big day. Big day. There's all sorts of other stuff going on today too, I've heard, but, um, we've got, we've even got hurricanes. Can you say a fifth of a trillion? And a fifth of a trillion. So where, where do we want to start?
0: Well, TikTok, TikTok Clock is ticking. TikTok. Are you on TikTok? I, I am not on TikTok. I, I, my attention span is probably too short for TikTok. I don't know if that's possible. I think attention span. I think it is for people with short attention spans, isn't it? Like thirty-second videos. Oh, is that, is that how it works? I I I know nothing about TikTok. Um, but so apparently, <laughs> apparently, okay. we have been told it has been it has been revealed to us that August twenty-seven is a special day in the TikTok world. It's a thing. Yeah, people. People, well, and and if you say the cool thing about that is if you say it's a thing, it becomes a thing, you know? And so August 27th is a special day. Now, I, I try and apply too much meaning to it, right? So supposedly people are just posting all over TikTok about, you know, terrible things and amazing things that are happening on this day. Or, hey, we've survived this long. It's August 27th. What I like to think about is the number 27, three cubed. I, i've always been fascinated by that number so i i once for a particular loved one created a birthday cake and um the birthday cake was celebrating 27 years at that point and um i just wrote a big three and then i wrote a little three next to it and that person thought oh. that it, it meant 33 and not 27 yeah, it was not like, popular anymore <laughs> that was that's not a good error to make but uh i i, I was i said but It's three cubed. It's amazing. You know, three times three times three. What could be better? So today is the, I think it's, you know, national three cubed day. Right.
1: Now, you've you've just given away something for all those wannabe mathematicians out there
0: because we now know that the cube root of 27 is three. What is a cube root? It's like the thing that comes out of a tree that is square?
1: Yeah. Well, in three (laughs) dimensional. Yeah.
0: Yeah, <laughs> sorry, sorry. So I, I find it really interesting it, if we're talking about TikTok and and how ideas spread. Uh, it, it's remarkable to me that almost anything can go viral now, and that when we have a preconceived notion that things have to have a meaning, you can apply meaning to almost anything, and that's that's um, kind of a neat business idea. It well, kind of that, gives hope. Isn't that kind of like you know? TikTok
1: enables some arbitrary, arbitrary date. I mean, it could have been August 23rd, but for some reason it's August 27th and turn that into a movement. And, you know, we have this theory about you have a product and a business and a movement and TikTok manages to do that with an arbitrary date, create a movement out of it. I think that's the power of social media and any, any business who chooses to ignore the power of social media does so at their own peril because somebody else that knows how to use it well
0: can create a movement very quickly. I feel like we should go one more tick towards the I want to say dark side. Maybe it's the dark side, maybe it's the light side, the supernatural side which has a lot to do with business in a lot of ways. Like we often hear people say like, "I've met you for a reason. Okay, You come into my path for a reason. Okay? I was searching for someone just like you. Okay? Great. Uh, like relationships. Now what's interesting about this TikTok thing is that people have been saying things like, you know, you were chosen to see a message about August 27th. In fact, if you are a TikTok user right now and you are watching this video, you were chosen. <laughs> to see this message about August 27th. Isn't that weird? But yeah. at the same time, it's all over the place, right? The manifesting. If you can, you know, think about it and conceive of it, if you can manifest it, it will happen. It's mm-hmm. kind of a big issue all across the board. This is just the newest version of it. Well, I think it's it's kind of taking the, the
1: whole folklore thing from many, many years ago that if you can, if you can see it, you can be it. And creating a, a well, look, let me go back just a couple of steps because if anybody is watching this video on TikTok, they've been far more patient than I would ever be because it's had to have been broken up into lots of little 30 seconds. <laughs> <laughs>
0: that's what I was going to say. You, <laughs> who's going to do this?
1: Yeah. And, yeah. That's funny. Uh, and there's, there's no meme about August 27. So, maybe this will ultimately just fall
0: into the category of Folklore Thursday uh, and not have anything to do with August 27. It could be. Now, Folklore Thursday I find interesting with my other hat. And actually, that is a really interesting connection, isn't it? The fact that this is also Folklore Thursday and thinking about all of our obsession with fiction. Mm. And folklore is deeper than fiction, right? So folklore uses the hero's journey Someone maybe wrote that story or maybe there were those original heroes and people built stories around them. But now, um, think about who your first heroes were. You probably don't think about people in your life first. You'll apply the hero of <laughs> Luke Skywalker to your friend. Cause you saw Luke Skywalker and thought, oh, my, my friend has done laudable things or a firefighter or a police person or whatever, but, um, folklore. That's really interesting. So in, in, in my uh, academic hat, I studied folk music. And folk music back in the 1800s was just stories set to music. Uh, and all the, all the books about folklore often you know codified all these different stories down into these you know, ballads. You know, and they'd be on posters, whatever else. Now we have records. Now we have CDs. Now we have all these ways to capture things. But I don't know. Folklore is interesting. Who's your favorite hero?
1: You know, I I don't know that I ever had a favorite hero, and that's probably why I dislike superhero
0: movies. Um, huh. I was never into comics. You dislike you dislike them, not like just you don't like them. You actually dislike them. I actually dislike like the whole Marvel universe, all of it. Mm-hmm. The Whole Marvel universe, all of it. Um, I really. I, I have, there is no
1: appeal to any of that. No way. Superman, all. the original, like the 70s? I, Superman? I watched Superman on TV in the 60s. and No way. Huh. I remember. Well, and, oh, but Batman. Da, 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 da. Oh, I used Batman. to laugh at the Ram and wow. Wow. Yeah, wow. Yeah. 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 Um, but no, the whole superhero thing doesn't do anything for me, but folklore is kind of a little bit different. Right. Because folklore started somewhere with a story about a person, presumably a real person, who did something small. And over the decades and perhaps even the centuries, that something small has been amplified to somebody who is now larger than life. So we think about Robin Hood as an example, a a guy that stole from people and he's been turned into a, a... a folklore hero. So we can discuss all day long whether he was doing something right or wrong, it becomes a moral argument because of what the folklore tells us about him. We can look at Ned Kelly, an American, uh, an Australian, sorry, an Australian bush ranger. He was like, he was robbing stagecoaches and huh. killing people. And Billy the kid. Around him, Billy the kid. Yeah, yeah. So I find it really interesting that. Folklore takes something and then just expands it, maybe changes it, maybe adds some flavor and some color. And from a business point of view, people start off somewhere and they do something, and then there's flavor and color added, and some of that is real and some of that is not real. And so business... They become they,
0: mythical. They Steve become Jobs. Myth- Steve Jobs is a mythical oh. figure.
1: I used to work for a guy in Australia who was known as being a legend in his own lunchtime. <laughs> um, it was quite quite <laughs> mythical because he he literally we literally did multi million dollar contracts sitting in restaurants writing on the, the tablecloth and taking the tablecloth oh, wow. that was the contract. Interesting. Um, wow. so and that developed into folklore.
0: You know, in so a way. If we go a little deeper on folklore, the reason that we cling to those folk stories and the stories are, you know, story of our parents meeting, all of us have it. The story of, and I, in our work, we often tap into that and figuring out what somebody's personal brand is and what the heart of their business is and everything else is find the story, find the heart of things. I go back to my, I've always had an obsession with stories. So since I was a kid, I'm always getting stories out of people. Uh, for 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 good or ill. And I was just talking with my dad, and he was talking about when he was five years old at his grandpa's feet, his grandfather emigrated from Sweden at 17 years old. Wow. Uh, his his 10 years older brother came back to get him and they hopped on a ship called the Calypso, which I now know, which is funny. And they, they sailed to the U.S., they went to Chicago, and this little 17-year-old kid who couldn't speak any English learned how to speak English, learned how to be a tuck pointer, got a job on the railroad, didn't like it after two days, so he walked back from South Dakota to Chicago. The myths around all of this, it's larger than life. It was just a dude. It was just a kid. It was just a person struggling through life but it becomes mythically large for us it, it mm-hmm. when we build it into our story it becomes great
1: yeah and and it becomes important my my second wife who died from cancer um has a story had a story about her grandfather who came out from sicily was basically leaving sicily uh, in the very early 1901 1902 time, to basically get away from the Sicilian mafia types that were trying to recruit him. And so he came to New York, he went to Chicago, he saved his money, he went back to Sicily and brought his 17-year-old bride back to the US. And she came back and the... So, this is a, a fabulous love story and it's it's gained mythical proportions, including the fact that her favorite perfume was never empty. So, he would go out regardless of how much or how little money he had, he would go out and replace her perfume before he ran out. Hmm. And that the family has these stories that have grown into mythical proportion. And this is how the men in the family now are expected to live and treat their, their wives with that degree of love and attention. It's, it's particularly interesting how much influence folklore and myth can have on multiple generations.
0: I like how, uh, didn't know we were going to have this good a conversation about folklore this great so <laughs> we're making it up as we go along i think what's what also pulled me into sort of my academic study and my passion for folk music and for for this kind of stories is sort of manifold but there was i came across an old book and i so i find this fascinating certain people capture stories they somehow get them down on paper or capture them mm-hmm. nowadays in a podcast or whatever, or a video. And so I, I found this old book. Now I have a copy of it from the 1800s. I think it's it's by Kurt Sachs. I think this this author on the history of the instruments. And there's this amazing old folktale from the from the Middle East, from the the Arab world, where and it's kind of shared by the semitic world so it's kind of similar to a hebrew story Mm -hmm. there's this old story about this this old man named lamak who he and his wife tried to have a child forever and ever and had no luck and like a lot of these you know old stories they grew to be i don't know a thousand years old or whatever but you know they got really old and one day they were finally blessed with a child and in his old age he loved this little this little boy so much and then tragically the boy died And when the boy died, this is where, you know, trigger alert, just gets a little weird. He hung the boy's uh, body up in the tree in mourning, and he never left the house. And he just mourned and mourned and mourned. And as the the flesh fell away from the body, he took the boy's uh, leg bone and foot and strung it with a string, sat down and played the first lament. And that was how music started. Wow. (laughs) Yeah. It's so quite, It's a little bit weird. It's a little weird, but it's so intense and so yeah. spectacular. Like, we don't often do that these days, like where a kid says, yeah, how did music start? Well, I don't know. Go on YouTube. Right. <laughs> this one's like, well, let me tell you a story. <laughs> and this is super, this is,
1: this is really important because business should be and is all about story because business is, is individuals and individuals have story. So the art of storytelling is a is a major element of of how to succeed in business. You tell stories about your product or your service. You tell stories about yourself to show who you are and what you have done. And you know, some people, some people have stories that are amazing, and some people have stories that are emotional. Some people. Gain mythical status in their lifetime, and I'm thinking right now of people like Jeff Bezos. Mm -hmm. He's he's almost mythical because of his success. He's become the first man we believe now, first person in the world to become uh, have 200 billion dollars of wealth.
0: Could you call it a like a quintal trillionaire or something? Uh, you could say like a quarter quarter trillionaire, but what's a quint like a quintal quarter I, quintal I, it's, it's just an awful lot of money yeah <laughs> and and he is mythical in a way because you also find out about, you know, there' was this public battle uh, with his wife, and his wife then kind of re- very recently said she's going to give all these billions away. and this very public kind of story becomes a celebrity story and celebrity stories are mythical and what do they tell us you know what do they appeal to where do you find them on the internet right <laughs> if you search for this story do you start getting all kinds of weird ads okay maybe we've gone into the yellow yeah. press territory you know yeah. but you see
1: jeff bezos is interesting well i used to be in the in the space business for 15 16 years and one of the jokes we used to make was that nobody could go to space except for governments because nobody could afford to. And the big joke was, how do you make a million dollars in the space industry? And the answer to that question is, you start with a billion, and you're. Blue, about- <laughs> <laughs> <What?
0: laughs> orange. Wait, say see it. See it again. That was good.
1: <laughs> how do you how do you make a million dollars, a million with an M, how do you make a million dollars in the space industry? That's very
0: simple. You start with a billion, with a B, a billion dollars. Before we go on to the rest of your point, I just have to underscore that because that fits so many industries. How do you make a million dollars as an author? Or how do you make a, a, a thousand dollars as an author? You invest a million. How do you make... I mean, restaurant business, all kinds of businesses where you have to invest this massive amount of money to make this little tiny... Yeah. Right? Yeah. Um, so
1: Blue Origin, I, I, you know, everybody knows Bezos because of Amazon, of course, which has done remarkably well over the years. But it's been a 20-year journey. But he's also invested billions of dollars into a company called Blue Origin, which is a company that is... Building spaceships and rockets, and it's built a, a lunar lander with the objective of of helping the world explore space. And so, I was thinking about two hundred billion dollars, and if you stood ten dollar bills end to end, how far in space would two hundred billion dollars get you?
0: And Do you have the answer was, to
1: that. <laughs> I'm sure somebody out there has an answer to that, but I I do have a concept that, which I'll I'll come back to in just a minute because I need to explore it just a little bit more in my own head. But 200 billion. I mean, what can you do with 200 billion dollars? You can you can do a fair amount. Bezos has chosen to do what he thinks is really good for humanity, and I you know. I'm quite sure he expects to get a financial return at the end of the day, but like many before him, he may not because it's the space industry and he may lose it all and may never get there. Uh, We can be as critical as we like of somebody making that much money. That's, That's an awful lot of money. But it's also an opportunity to do great things. So let's
0: give credit where credit is due as to what can be done with that sort of wealth. What I think is interesting about, you know, you've got your great wealth and you've got things that can take it away. So you've got the, the my spaces of the tech world. You've got the, it's amazing how quickly large tech bubbles can, can burst. And, and it's just a, it's a fascinating thing when you start to see the cycles and you get old enough and you start to watch all of these things come back around and all of that. And we're in a, Pretty crazy time right now. Exacerbated right now. We're we're thinking a lot about the folks in the path of Hurricane Laura, in in all seriousness. That it's it's a scary time. I I used to live in Louisiana. I know how it's a lowland, and hopefully folks will will be able to to live through it or have had a chance to be away from it. And um, yeah, our thoughts are with them. On a lighter note, it's just sort of funny how hurricanes are named after humans. Uh, well I turn me, it over to Randy. <laughs>
1: so I, I want to go back to, to Bezos and Blue Origin for a moment because my theory is if you took all his money in ten dollar bills and put them end on end, you'd get up high enough to get one of those fabulous photos of Hurricane Laura where you can see the eye and see it from, from space.
0: Um uh, it was just a, a That is a weird graphic in yeah. my mind. Yeah. Although I don't I don't think that a stack of $10 bills would be able to withstand a hurricane.
1: It probably would not, and particularly not a hurricane named Laura. Yes. So I
0: Oh, I'm going to get in trouble for saying this. Um <laughs> <laughs> My wife's it's, it's name just, is Laura. It's just you and me, don't worry. It's, okay. it's, it's, it's all so, good. Uh,
1: my wife is Laura and I can assure you, you do not want to be in the path of the wrath of Laura. The hurricane, Laura. And I, I don't want to take away from the, the pain that people are suffering in Louisiana, because uh, I, I totally understand that they're, they're going through some difficult times. But my wife apparently yesterday was um, the butt of many a joke.
0: I'll bet bet she was. (laughs) Laura
1: in the past and the destruction that she causes. And I want to leave you with this. The thing she said when people were laughing about this was, well, you know that Laura is an overachiever.
0: (laughs) (laughs) So, to all of you who are suffering through the hurricane, hopefully there's a little bit of levity that. Is able to get you through things. It's 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 been a crazy time, and I think just just thinking about how we as humans cope with things, we cope with things by naming horrific storms after really nice people. <laughs> what a weird concept! <laughs> it is, isn't it? So. Uh, yeah, and the worse the storm is, the more you're labelled with that. So if, if hopefully Hurricane Laura is just not as terrible as it, as it seems. If it ends up being terrible, it's like, well, okay, now Laura's going to have she's gonna be the butt of jokes for a couple of years.
1: Well, the really, the really odd thing about this is that Laura's sister is Linda, and Hurricane Linda came through back oh, in, yeah. I can't remember when, but she knows when, and now Linda is comparing the devastation from Hurricane Linda to Hurricane Laura and, oh. and also sort of believes that Laura's the
0: overachiever. So, so we, we've all got to have a little bit of humor. We've got to tell the stories. We've got to be humans in this world despite all the trouble. That's a good business story. So if you want to talk to us about you know, pulling out your your stories and, and all that, you can find me at talktokent.com.
1: Or you can find me at TalkToRandyBaker.com. I'm happy to talk to you about pretty much everything except for what Laura told me when I
0: laughed. (laughs) Uh (laughs) (laughs) Uh-oh. All right, everybody. You can visit us also at ThoughtLeaderPath.com. We won't do you too much harm there. Uh, You're pretty safe. So uh, see see what you think. And um, take care. Yeah, I don't know. Find some good Folklore Thursday posts. If you have some spare time today, they're weird. And here we are on August
1: 27, and well, we made it. What can I say? Well, this
0: far, we made it this far. We made it this far. There's still if, a if this is real, I mean, this video actually is what two dimensions or very slightly three dimensions, since they're actually the pixels. I think it's a pixel. there's some kind of depth to it, right?
1: Pixels aren't Those little things with the funny ears that sprinkle dust.
0: Uh, I'm not sure, but I there is a bird outside my window staring at me, going, "Why is this guy talking to me?" Is his name Tom? I, I think so. You think? Take that? care, everybody. <laughs> Bye for now.
1: Thanks for listening to Armchair Strategists. We'll circle back with you soon.